0: Welcome to Freedom Talk with Pastor Robert Bennett of Freedom Church in Auburn. Are you looking for a genuine relationship with God? To experience His joy and His love? Eliminate doubt and fear in your life? And find your God given purpose? Today on Freedom Talk, you'll find answers in today's message through God's Word. Now, let's join Pastor Robert.
1: Favorite Christmas stories is that there was a grandma who loved Christmas and she always sent her grandkids presents and they lived across country. One year, though, because of the busyness of the season, she made a decision not to send gifts but instead she planned to send each one a Christmas card with a generous check inside with the intent that they would be able to go out and buy exactly what they wanted. When she opened up her desk drawer, though, on Christmas Day, she discovered to her dismay that she had forgotten to put any of the checks inside the envelopes with the Christmas cards. Of course, she was not nearly as frustrated as her grandkids because when they had received the Christmas card, they um, opened up the Christmas card, and it said these words, Buy your own stuff this year. <laughs> Love, Granny. Love, <laughs> Granny. And life can be that way, right? It can be filled with disappointments, things that we were counting on and that didn't happen. And then there's things that we struggle with in life that I want to kind of focus in on today, and that is struggles that we have when it it seems like there's no hope in the area of things like addictions and sickness, uh, trouble, pain, suffering, debt, financial problems, emotional and mental problems, all these things that we deal with in the human life, sometimes it can seem like things are absolutely helpless. And sometimes there's even a point where we know that things are beyond our control. And in those moments, it's when we have to lift up our hands, right, and say, God, I feel so helpless. These things are beyond my control. So, therefore, I must place my full trust In you, because you alone are my hope. The Bible says that without Christ, we were without hope. Do you remember those days before you came to Jesus? You know, it's one thing to go through all these things that we face in this fallen world with Jesus, but it's a whole nother thing to face the things that we face in life without Christ. And there's a whole lot of people, there's millions of people on this planet who are facing life that way. And that's why it's so important for us, right, to reach out to people, to share the good news of Jesus Christ, to help them any way that we can, to to be saved and to find the joy and find the help and find the hope that only Jesus can bring. The Bible says in Ephesians 2, 12 through 13, having no hope and without God in the world. But now... We have Christ. We have Jesus inside of us, and he is the hope of the world, and we are not stuck either in these conditions. That's another thing that I just love about Jesus is that, yes, we have hope. Yes, we have someone to be there alongside of us, but we also have someone who has the power to overcome those things in our life here on planet Earth. That's why he said, when you pray, pray, your, God's kingdom come. His will be done on Earth as it already is in heaven. Because in heaven, it's pretty nice. It's God's home. And he's not dealing with these falling conditions that we are dealing with. So when we invite God's presence to come in his kingdom, which really means the king's rule, his domain When we invite that domain to come down, then things begin to happen within that domain. That's why Jesus, when he came, he said, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of God is at hand. Why? Because when we repent, we enter and turn away from our sin and turn away from the rebellion. Then we go into his presence and the rulership of his domain. Then we enter into the place where things are happening for God. Miracles. Joy, God's love, his presence, his power to overcome. Amen. And verse 13 says, But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were afar off have been brought near by the blood of Jesus Christ. And the hope of Christmas is that Jesus came to go below the surface of all these problems that we deal with as human beings and get down really to the heart of the issue. And the heart of the issue is sin. And he dealt with that. You know, that's the beauty of God and the truth of God's word and the truth of who Jesus is. He said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the father, but by me. And the truth is, is that he dealt with the worst of human condition when he faced off our sin and literally says became sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God. So I believe that some, and probably many, when it comes to things in life, because of their own failure, and because of the struggle of life, a lot of times people find themselves in that place of hopelessness, but they also end up giving up inside, and that's a bad place to be, and that's why it's so important for us to be together as the body of Christ. We can encourage one another. Uh, when you see your brother or your sister and it seems like something's wrong or something's not uh, going the way that they, they normally are, you can reach out to them and give them a phone call and ask them how they're doing. Sometimes when people ask me, uh, Pastor, how is so-and-so doing? We haven't seen them for a while. And I, I say, well, if you're, are you concerned? Because <laughs> if you're really that concerned, get their phone number and reach out to them yourself. Because we, that's the, I can't do it all, but we can, as the body of Christ, reach out to each other. And, you know, God never intended it to land on one person. He intended us to minister the life of Jesus as the body of Christ. That's the book of Acts. They went out and they ministered the life of Jesus wherever they went. And we can do that too. Amen. 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 Maybe you have the thought, especially when we come to a time like communion, where you think, man, I've committed a sin that was too big, and the tangled mess of my own doings is too much, so I'm giving up inside. I know that that happens uh, many times in this world. The tempter comes and tempts people to sin, and then they give into it, and then he condemns them right after he has tempted them to to do things. And And or maybe you feel like there's no way that God could love me after what I've done. And Paul came to a a point in his life where he could actually declare, I serve God with a clear conscience. I serve God with a clear conscience. I would like all of us to get to that place where we can make that declaration by receiving the power of the blood of Jesus Christ By walking in his ways in obedience and receiving his affirmation that says, you're in right standing with me, not because of what you've done, but because of what I did for you on the cross. And because of that, your conscience can be clear. Because of that, your sins are forgiven. As far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed our transgressions from us. And because of that, you can stand and declare, my conscience is clear before God. What a statement, huh? The only thing that can clear a conscience before God is the blood of Jesus Christ. There's no other way. There is no other way. That's why he came to earth to shed his innocent, sinless blood. You know, Martin Luther, the great reformer, struggled with his own conscience. He struggled with his flesh and always had, I think, a feeling of being condemned, And he lived in the 1500s and God used him to start the Great Reformation. Well, uh, his big problem with his own sin and his conscience would uh, plague him to the point where he began to do things physically to hurt himself, to hurt his flesh because he was, and this is before the Reformation. This is before he had that uh, illumination from God that we all benefit from today. He would beat up his body. He would basically essentially whip himself, whip his flesh, trying to go through physical and mental tests to try to clear his conscience, and nothing was working. He would punish himself. Even one day he he laid in the snow through one winter night, punishing himself for his flesh. And it wasn't until he visited Rome that something changed. According to a letter written by Martin Luther's youngest son, Dr. Paul Luther, Martin Luther, he goes on, he he writes this. I want you to hear what he wrote about his father. Uh, Martin Luther related this to his family, the story of his conversion. It's a powerful, powerful Story of how God can clear someone's conscience through the blood of Jesus Christ. He acknowledged with great joy that it was while he was visiting Rome that he came to the knowledge of the truth of the gospel. It happened this way. As multitudes have done, Luther, then a young monk, lashed by a tormenting conscience and heavily burdened with a load of sin, was ascending the Scala Sancta, or... They're called the Holy Stairs. They are 28 broad marble stairs claimed to be the very steps Jesus walked on when he was sentenced by Pontius Pilate in Jerusalem. And those steps were brought to Rome by Helena in the fourth century in 326 AD. So on his hands and knees, he was going through the ritual of praying on each of these steps, which Uh, you can still do to this day, on the steps that very well could have had the blood of Jesus dripped upon them. And remember, he's having problems with his conscience. He's beating himself up and nothing is breaking that until he is praying on those steps where the blood of Jesus was. In his zeal, he had come to make the ascent, hoping to be rid of this burden and obtain the favor of God. When suddenly the words of the prophet Habakkuk came forcibly to his mind and heart, these words, the just shall live by faith. Once, at once he ceased from his crawling and standing up, descended the holy stairs. And when he returned home to Germany, he took this scripture as the chief foundation for all of his doctrine. It sums up the way of salvation. He made this great verse found four times in scriptures with its doctrine of justification by faith, the watchword of the Reformation. The precious message of the grace of God reached the heart of Martin Luther upon the holy stairs, and the burden of unforgiven sin was rolled away. Luther became a new creature in Christ Jesus, and henceforth he rejoiced in preaching in no uncertain words that blessed and soul-emancipating truth of justification by faith. To the joy of the ble- and blessing of thousands, boldly he declared publicly, I, Dr. Martin Luther, unworthy evangelist of our Lord Jesus Christ, confess this article of faith, that faith alone justifies before god without works trust in god but more specifically faith in the very blood of jesus that was shed on calvary's cross the sinless blood of jesus that cleanses us that sets us free that makes us right with god by faith and by faith meaning that we trust and believe in his work on the cross for our salvation, for our deliverance. Can somebody say amen? Amen. amen? amen. So it's the message of hope that we have, and it is the message of hope that we declare to the world. And this is our Christmas hope. The Bible says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Colossians 127, one of my favorite verses, to them God willed to make known what are the riches of his glory of this mystery among the Gentiles which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of heaven. And Christ in you, the hope of God's presence, his glory here on earth. You know, Mary declared, the mother of Jesus declared, that she needed a savior as well. Mary said in Luke 146, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit has rejoiced. In God my Savior, for he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant, for behold, henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. And that is true. All generations call her blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things. He's done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. As he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his seed forever. You know, Zechariah's mouth was opened when he said these words, about Jesus, filled with the Holy Spirit, and he prophesied in Luke 168, Blessed is the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. And he raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. As he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets, who have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our fathers, to remember his holy covenant, The oath which he swore to our father Abraham to grant us that we being delivered from the hand of our enemy might serve him without fear in holiness in righteousness before him all the days of our life. And you child will be called the prophet of the highest for he will go before you in the face of the Lord to prepare his ways to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the remission of their sins through the tender mercy of God with which the day spring from on high has visited us to give light to those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. I love that the message of hope that we declare is that God saved us through the blood of Jesus, but he also delivered us from the power of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. If you ever feel like man, this sin is too much or it's too overwhelming or I've gone too far or this thing is overwhelming. It's going to plague me for the rest of my life. There's no way I'm going to be able to overcome it. I have news for you today that that is not your final condition. Your final condition is victory. Your final condition is hope. And you are more than a conqueror through the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the one who gives you strength. He is the one who has broken the power of death hell, and the power of sin in the grave in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The Bible says that literally, it says this in Colossians 1, 13 through 14, Jesus has delivered you from the power of darkness and conveyed you into the kingdom of the son of his love in whom we have redemption. That means he bought you with a price through his blood, the forgiveness of sin. There was one day I was driving in Penryn, and I didn't know it, but a little aphid got into the car, and totally harmless, and I didn't realize this, but he and I were driving together. So he so he got in in Penryn, okay? And then I arrived in Auburn, and there he was. I, he appeared on my window, so I figured that he had gotten in somewhere in, in Penryn, maybe before that. But what I could think, all I could think about in that moment is this little bug was in one place, in one city, and <laughs> didn't know it, really, but when he got to a totally different place, a totally different city. He thought, man, I'm just in a van, but he went from one place to another. And When we put ourselves in Jesus Christ, it's the great message of the New Testament, us in Christ and Christ in us. When we do that, when we put ourselves in Jesus Christ, he takes us from one place to another. He takes us from a place just like a package being delivered from New York to Los Angeles or Sacramento. When when you are put in when you place yourself in Christ, you're you're in darkness, you put yourself in Christ who is the light of the world and you are conveyed, you are transported into a different kingdom. You are transported into the kingdom of the son of his love, and it's a different atmosphere in that kingdom. Amen? Amen. And that's why it has nothing to do with you. Right? Amen? I mean, literally all it is is I stepped in, and he transported me. And there I am. And there I am. I was over there, but now I'm here. And I rolled that window down and out that Aphid flew away and he's in a different place. He's in one of the best cities in the world, a, a different place, a heavenly place. And that's what God does with us when we go in. But a lot of times I think we don't look at things that way. I think we think that's a, you know, well, yeah, I gave my life to Jesus, but I'm still struggling with the kingdom of darkness and everything like that. And that's not at all where you are, folks. That's not at all where you are you are in him, you are in Christ. And you wanna really make yourself aware of that, declare that out of your mouth. I am in the kingdom of Jesus Christ. I declare it out of my mouth. Oh, it may not feel that way, may feel like a bunch of darkness, but I'm gonna start declaring that I am in the kingdom of Jesus Christ. I am in under his domain and his rulership. And it's a kingdom of light. It's a kingdom of God's love. And it's a kingdom of God's Holy Spirit and his presence. And you declare that out of your mouth. and you, you, Your hope level will begin to rise because you understand where you are. You understand what your heritage is. And you understand that when I place myself in Jesus Christ, that he is the hope of glory. He is the hope of glory. I'm going to read that verse one more time. Listen to this listen to this Colossians Colossians 127 to them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles which is Christ in you the hope of glory Christ in you the hope of glory amen he took you from a place of darkness and bondage into a place of freedom He took you from a place of sickness and disease and brought you into a place of healing in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 He brought you from a place of an eternity without God to a place of an eternity with God through Jesus Christ. Amen. That's something to get happy about. Amen. You may have come in here in a dark cloud. You may have thought that you had no hope and that your light and things were hopeless. But I'm here to tell you that you're going to walk out a different person in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Let's just declare. Let me let me help you with this. Let's just declare who we are in Christ. But listen to this verse. Hebrews 4.14, seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession, what we are agreeing with God for about what he did as our great high priest. We are agreeing with God with our mouth, the confession that he is our great high priest. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted As we are yet without sin, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. That is our God. That is our God who says, come to me. Come to me. I want to help you. I don't want you to live in that condition. I don't want you to feel condemned. That's the enemy that does that. I want you to come to me and rid yourself of guilt and condemnation. Come to me boldly before the throne of grace because I've walked the life that you walked, that you're walking right now. I've walked the walk that you're walking right now. I was tempted in every way that you have been tempted. And yet the beauty of it uh, with God is he sympathizes with us, but he doesn't want us to stay where we're at. Some people will say, well, you know, God understands my sin and he knows what I struggle with. He knows my weakness. Oh, he understands. He understands that you're forgiven, but he also understands that you have the power to overcome it. Don't let the enemy lie to you. God understands this, so I can just live this way for the rest of my life. No, you can't. No, you can't. God will not allow that. He has given you grace, and his grace is sufficient for you to overcome whatever it is you're struggling with. Amen? Amen. Amen. You and I live in the kingdom of the Son of God's light.
0: Thank you for joining us today on Freedom Talk with Pastor Robert Bennett of Freedom Church in Auburn. Freedom Talk is all about equipping you to walk in God's freedom every day. With a focus on outreach, Freedom Church loves to be part of what God is doing all over the world, both locally and globally. You can join Freedom Church for services Sundays at 10 a.m. at 4065 Grass Valley Highway in Auburn. We'd love to meet you pray with you, have you visit as a guest, or you can join online at freedom-church.tv. If you've enjoyed this message, we'd love to hear from you. To ask for prayer or say hello, visit our website and click on Connect Card at freedom-church.tv. Join us next week at this time as we continue our journey of freedom in God's Word on Freedom Talk.